This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany. Okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that. So I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The, is it morning yet? Deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast, edition number four of the 22-23 season. Joining myself, Omer. I'm going to be a bit different this week. I'm going to say hello to Joe. Hello, mate. You all right? All right. I feel very privileged there. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? Not bad. Thank you, mate. Um, and also, we've obviously got Kai Bennett. Hello, mate. No, I'm good, good. I'm good, mate. How are you? Always second. Always second. Keep it going. Oh, uh... <laughs> I'm just mixing things up today. I'm not even trying to do it on purpose. But hello, Mickey. Hello, mate. Hello, you mate. Right? You all right? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. People know I'm always here. So, yeah, don't matter when I get invited in. No, so, yeah, people know I just I'm thought here. I'd mix it up a little bit, you know, because we always yeah, do like the generic intro. So, sometimes yeah. I put people on the spot and we'll talk yeah, about things. Uh, yeah, but anyway, good. welcome to the fourth show of the 22-23 season. Hope we're all doing well. 
Uh, today, we're going to be talking at length about yesterday's friendly, or Tuesday's friendly, because we were here this on Thursday morning, which was away at Dartford, and obviously talk about the day. All four of us are at the game. I'm sure we'll go into length about the team. We'll talk about what we thought of the appearances of some of the new players, and obviously go into length about the game and the people on the pitch that were pissing us all off. <laughs> anyway, we'll go into part number one now. If you're new around here, be sure to like the video, subscribe if you're new, and we'll go into part number one now. All right, Mickey, I'll come to you first, mate. Dartford yesterday, or Tuesday, like I was saying. What did you make of Dartford, mate? Did you enjoy the day? It's a good laugh, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day, it was nice. All four of us were together um, with some others. And it was, uh, it's it's nice to be back on away days, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, nothing changes every season, does it? We still get the same fucking um, strings that follow us around. But yeah, hey-ho, it's, um, yeah, it was good. Should we, should we address that now and get it over with? Because uh, it was all your kind, Vicky, you know, the Dartford lot over there. My so kind? That... <laughs> My kind. Say just, because, just because I moved to Dartford a few years ago from Birmingham doesn't make them my kind, do you know what I mean? So, do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. I mean, if anyone's listening to this and you happen to run on the pitch yesterday, what are you doing with yourself? I mean, it's pre-season friendly. And if you're throwing things at the goalkeeper as well, I mean, like I said, it's not a big bugbear of mine, but I just thought, what's going on? I mean, it was interesting, wasn't it, Joe? I mean... Uh, we won't talk too long about this because we don't really care, but pre-season friendly and it's like we've not been away, I suppose, when it comes to Millwall sometimes. <laughs> That's what happens when you go, you know, a couple of months without playing football, don't you? You, you suddenly get the uh, withdrawn symptoms. I mean, the kids were, there's mainly kids, let's be honest, like running on the pitch and being silly. The funny thing is there's one bloke running on the pitch. Mm-hmm. I turned around to Mickey and I said, look at that idiot there running on the pitch because I was probably someone's dad. He's running after his kid. Like, oh yeah, probably, fair point. The next minute, he comes running back on his own, <laughs> no kid in hand, slides <laughs> on his knees, completely like messes up, fucks up, and uh, yeah, gets on the advertising boards, you know, just just about. But uh, embarrassing, isn't it? Really, is a little bit embarrassing. But yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we won't talk too much about that, and we'll leave it there anyway. But I just, I just thought it was interesting. I mean, Kai, I said to Joe yesterday, it was six six days since we had Bournemouth away. Did you miss it? You happy to be back at Millwall games? Yeah, absolutely. It was just the thing. I guess it's the day that goes with it as well. Seeing people you haven't seen for a while, um, you know, getting getting back, speaking to Gary again was nice. Um, but yeah, it's just just nice to be back, really, isn't it? What was the press box like out of ten compared to the championship? I mean, a press box at a conference south side, new stadium, sort of. Obviously, about fifteen, sixteen years old. What's the Dartford Princess Park uh, di- uh, directors' uh, press box like? Incredibly scary because you're about five yards away from the touchline. So if the ball's coming down that side, you better watch out because if it comes up straight at you, you've got not much time to react. So I was every time it came down our side, I was very close to watching my map book. I know Gracie was too. Um, so yeah, it was it was a bit it was a bit intimidating like that. Like you're almost like, oh, watch out! I was tapping Gracie next to me, just playing, watch out! This ball coming near us. So um, now apparently one happened on Saturday at Dartford where the ball flew um, straight into the press box and hit, you know, just missed this bloke's head. So. You got to watch out. You got to watch out. You don't get that middle. You're too far up. So you're too yeah. busy typing away, and then maybe a ball comes your way or something. Is that what you're trying to yeah. say? <laughs> there are other makes of laptop, laptops and whatnot. Unless Apple wants to give us a couple of MacBooks, we take them. But yeah, you know there are there are other makes. <laughs> I mean, thirty thousand seat stadium in Championship Kai or four thousand standing capacity at Dartford. What's better? But do you know what? I quite liked it last night though because yeah. we were right next to the pitch and we could hear every word that Gary said. And it was nice. It was nice to hear what what cable, like you know, what instructions he was giving. You sort of got a little bit more of a, I guess, not personalised, but 
it was more in depth of what, what he said. I mean, you hear him in the presses after, but in when you're right next to him, you can really hear his instru- instructions that he's and sort of what sort of manager he is. And I thought last night, I thought Gary, you know, was barking every single shot he was saying was exactly what I think every Mill fan was thinking in, in the ground. So, uh, fair, you know, it was, it was nice to hear what he was saying as well, which was, I what, guess, it, what was he saying? Um, not not that much to be not not loads, but like forwards, get forwards, um, backwards, backwards. Very much get was, forward, get he was, back, get he was, close he was, it down. He was very keen to tell them to, I guess, I guess the main message across. Shoot, <laughs> yeah, that one was a good one. Um, but the, I guess the main one was is that every time the players pushed up, and the, I guess the Dartford players had it, he was very keen to tell them, don't let them out, and press higher and that's why Benick every time he said it you could see Benick and Bradshaw almost press as a pair which was quite interesting to see yeah I thought it was a good workout for us yesterday <laughs> I think um, we had a split squad we'll talk a bit more about that in a second obviously there was like a first team and a second team or maybe kind of split team uh, one at the training ground and a five and the win over Bromley obviously we ran out two nil winners goals courtesy of Benekophobia in the first half and Tyler Bue in the second team lineup was uh, Bart Bielkowski in goal a back three of Creswell Cooper and Murray Wallace uh, right wing back was Danny McNamara. Left wing back was Bez or Topolo or Topolage, Bezart Topolage, whatever you want to say. Kai was telling me you're it's off, man, you? <laughs> <laughs> Kai was saying Kai was saying it was uh, Topolo, um, but also they called him Bez. So I think we'll just call him Bez. We're all fans. We're going to meet in the middle here. Or oh, BT. There you go. That would be a good one. Let's you me and it's Topolajo. And then midfield. That's the easiest option. Yeah, midfield two nice of um, Honeyman and Mitchell. And obviously, uh, Tyler Bure was in the 10 position. And then we had a Phobie and Bradshaw up front. That wasn't bad, Joe, considering I'd done that off the top of my head, right? Oh, that was That's good. brilliant. Well done. Yeah. What did you make of the team anyway, mate? I mean, obviously, the lineup was interesting. Obviously, half the players, like we said, weren't involved because they played earlier in the day at the training ground. Um, but what did you make? And anyone stand out for you on, on the day, so to speak? Um, it's interesting just to look at the players. I mean, my first thought was, where's Honeyman going to play? You know, where's uh, where's Bury going to play? And it kind of almost paints a little bit of a picture as to what might be at the start of the season. But to see Honeyman in that midfield too, alongside Mitchell, was quite pleasing because that's the position he wants to play in. And to be fair, he didn't really disappoint. I mean, for his first sort of, you know, game for us to see him in front of the live, live fans, I think he gave us everything we wanted to see. You know, he was hungry. He was up for it. He was pressing players. He wanted the ball. He'd never stopped moving. I and mean, Jesus, if I was playing against him, a dollar of a player, I think I'd be knackered off for 20 minutes because he just didn't stop. You know, it's it just, he had so much energy about it. It was very, very pleasing to see. And also, um, Bury was, was one that I was very, very kind of keen looking at him, thinking, well, you're, you were given the number 10 role, Jed's old role. And I can see that Routes given an opportunity to sort of say, here you go, here's number 10 role. This gives you opportunity to roam, do what you want to do, make things happen. And I must say, I think I told you, didn't I? Uh, the first half I was quite disappointed with him. He seemed to sort of lack a bit of confidence. But second half, he got into the game. Of course, you know, great, a great goal. Um, and he, he sort of made a, a, a better contribution, I guess. I think he's one of those players that will blow hot and cold. But if he has moments in the game like that to be decisive, I suppose, Joe, then you'll take it, right? I mean, obviously, it's only against Dartford, Conference South, semi-pro team. But... He took his goal with a plum, didn't he? And it was a great finish. And I think everyone was kind of, you know, fair play to him when he tucked it away. Yeah, I mean, it was an excellent finish. I mean, I, w- I wasn't giving him stick. I'm not, I'm not sort of someone to give players stick live. I might talk to you guys secretly. I won't shout abuse at players or anything. But 
I was thinking to myself, you know what? You've wasted an opportunity here. Like you've had the ball so many times. You run at players. You made the wrong decisions. You've lost the ball when you should have played. You know, a Fobian soon, let's say. But fair play to him. The ball come out to him from um, Topolo, 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 Topolo. Yeah, <laughs> and um, he sort of dropped the shoulder, went to his right, didn't he? Just pinged this lovely ball. And where I was sat, I moved at the time, so I was standing up at halfway bit. I had a perfect view of this ball just curling into that top corner. It was so nice to see. And again, his confidence just grew at that point. He kind of wanted the ball again, and he seemed a lot, a lot, a lot better then at that point. So, a young player thrives on confidence, and hopefully, this will do him well. Good, definitely. Do you know what? On, sorry, sorry, just for, just on Bury. Do you know what I liked about Bury and, and BT yesterday was when they lost the ball and one of the we you know, one of the, the proven pros who in Millwall, they were getting the ball back and then they were just giving it back to him. Mm. Rather you know, which I thought was a, a great way of building their confidence rather Absolutely. than sort of go, well, I'm not giving it back to you because you're gonna fucking lose it again. But they were giving it back and then mm. you know they were they were making another run in and seeing if they can do something keen and all that. And I just thought that was really good yesterday. It looks as if there's a great team camaraderie there with, you know, the mixed abilities within the team and, and looking at trying to develop these players and build their confidence. Um, up. But, yeah. It was, um, yeah, I mean, it was impressive to see. And I think I said it throughout the game, you know, it's only pre-season. It's, you're not going to read too much in performance, but obviously you don't know what they've done in training the day before. And I think Kai uh, Rat said, obviously, they had quite a hard session on the Tuesday, I think, didn't they? So, I mean, it was clearly... Are we going to press every game like that? Who knows? We don't know what the plan is going into the season just yet. But obviously, like you said, obviously with the idea of playing on the front foot and Rowett was saying to press and stuff like that, I think it was a good workout and 90 minutes in the tank, more importantly, due to us playing earlier in the day, the other side against Bromley. Yeah, and I think the most important thing is we came through unscathed. Um, no injuries. No injuries, I don't I don't believe. Um, so it was it was good to see. Um, you know, and that's always the thing, isn't it? We play two pre-season friendlies and... You know, the majority of them play 90 minutes. There is a little bit of a worry of maybe a few injuries, but, you know, he didn't say there was any injuries. So that's that's great news. And I think he said that. I think he said the same thing in his recast as well. So, you know, there was no injuries, which is really, really good. And may, maybe just maybe the preseason we've had this year maybe might hopefully avoid the amount of injuries we had last year because last year we were, you know, susceptible to, to a two or three injuries, you know, per three, four weeks, weren't we? So hopefully this year we'll, we'll see a more, I guess, uh, you know, team where we can almost stabilise it and use it week in, week out. And I think these games where we're having both, both, you know, 11, 12 players are playing 90 minutes, that will only that can only help, can't it, build their fitness and confidence. So, yeah, it's good. I think it was a big confidence boost as well to the likes of Bury and Topolaj that played, um, or Topolo, BT. We will get there in the end, I promise. Uh, but, Mickey, obviously, we won 5-0 in the day against Bromley. The team was Long, Muller, uh, right wing back. Leonard, Hutchinson and Mitchell in centre-halves. Malone left wing-back. Evans and Sabal in the midfield. Fleming in the 10 with Alafe and Bennett up front. Um, I think it puts us in a bit of an advantage position here because if you look at all the other teams that played last night, I was looking at Cardiff's Twitter, for example. A lot of their players got 60 minutes. You know, it's a bit different to see like second game of the pre-season that both, you know, all of our senior players have got 90 minutes in there, mate. I think that could maybe put us in a bit of an advantageous position because we don't need to worry about getting the minutes in for the players. They've all played their 90s now. They're slowly getting up to speed. And, you know, season's obviously two, three weeks away now. It's quite a good position for us to be in, I think, maybe. And something different that I think a lot of people are critical of online saying, oh, we want to see this player, this player. But maybe for the sake of the squads, it's actually maybe worked out quite well yesterday. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was it was probably a masterstroke to an agree because you can play one team you want to look at in the morning 
again, you know, they're both very similar teams. But, um, you know, Bromley and, and Dartford are very similar teams. And it just gives you that opportunity to play one one form and another. And obviously, here go away and go, actually, that style of play we played against Bromley, we scored five goals. But to be fair, we could have probably scored five, six, seven um, against Dartford. It was just one of those nights, I think, where they just didn't have um, any luck or anything else, did they? But they're supposed to be doing it next week as well, aren't they? Well, uh, I think we've got a... Obviously, we've got a game which we'll talk about in a bit against mm. the other Husky side from Sweden. The name of the season at the moment. I can't remember what it is, but we're going to call it the Husky Derby anyway. Go on, Kai. What's the team called from Sweden? I think it's... Hip- Hammerby? Hammerby, Hammerby, yeah. Hammerby, yeah. Uh, Hammerby IF. Hammerby IF. There we go. And obviously, just to mention, I think the goals that were reported online from the training game early in the day at the training grounds. Evans got two, Kai. I mean, interesting there. Uh, one free kick that I saw online, which looks like it was a good strike. Uh, Bennett got one, Malone got one, and the other was an own goal, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, um, the Evans' second goal, actually, I, there was a little post, I think Mill posted it. it was, did you mean that? It was a really lovely chip. I, I don't know whether he did mean it, and obviously only George Evans would be able to tell, you know, say if he meant it. But I don't think he meant it, by the way. I, don't, I definitely won't say it. That's a really good goal, isn't it? And the free kick he took really well. Bennett absolutely slammed his home. We didn't. I don't think we got to see Malone's or um or the own goal. But no, it was, it was good. It's good to see the Bennett scoring. You know, Bennett scored. Uh, you know, I oh know Bennett scored now one. Bennett Kofobi's now scored three and two. So there's put there's goals across the pitch, isn't there? Which is is exciting. Which we've been missing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pre-season though. I've always got the caveat of it in my head. It's like it's always good to try and get carried away. I mean, fuck it, let's get carried away, Joe. I mean, it's it's good, right? Everything's good, I suppose. Or are we all excited? Yeah, I mean, you know, eleven goals in three games, two clean sheets. If you like, you know, against Bromley and Dartford, okay, but they're at the lower, much lower position. But you've got to take it for what it is. You know, it's. I think Charlton probably scored more goals against Derby, uh, Derby Dartford, um, but then Dartford created a lot more chances against. Uh, Charlton and scored against them as well so we didn't really look in any kind of bother or danger to be yesterday defensively I think we were very very good um, Dartford sort of set up quite defensively I thought I think, I think they, they kind of sat back a little bit um, made it hard for us I think the first half in particular they worked really really hard uh, Dartford and I think our fitness showed in the second half because they were knackered and we were still pressing like you say we were still pushing and we are still going for it so it's quite good to see. And go back to your point just a second ago, to have two games going on and most of those players getting 90 minutes in each game could only help us massively for uh, the start of the season to get these 90 minutes on the belt. Definitely. And I mean, I think maybe we'll talk a bit about contrast coming up later in the show, but I suppose, Mickey, you know, maybe on Friday we'll start to see maybe more of a shape start to take place and style of play maybe start to creep in and then you can afford to kind of see what sort of patterns we'll see, I suppose, mate. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think Colchester and and obviously the uh, Husky Derby will be probably the first. The Husky Derby will probably be the first time where we we might see a proper setup. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. But I think it's going. I think it's looking exciting for the season when we've got so many players who who seem to be able to score and the confidence is high. Um, it can only be a good thing. But there was something online earlier. I saw a couple of people talking about that potentially there's a behind-closed game, behind-closed doors game on Tuesday against Stevenage. But I don't know how true or not that is. But maybe, you know, at the end of the day, um, if he gets the 90 minutes in of everyone, then going into the season, I think, like you said, we're going to be a lot fitter than what we were last season. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think it's, like I said, I think it's something different. I know a lot of people were upset that we didn't get to see the likes of Fleming. But, I mean, Kai, I'll come into you on this one. He's 
waiting for a work permit visa to come through, isn't he? I mean, it was a bit of a interesting one this morning reading about that. I think, obviously, I guess at a training ground game, he could probably get away with playing there because it's, you know, the training ground and not maybe there's some sort of, you know, legality or perhaps insurance that comes into it if he's playing at a football ground. But um, we're waiting on a work permit for Fleming, mate, which is a bit of a scary one, but I'm sure it's a formality, right? <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I mean I'm, assuming the, I'm assuming the rule is that they can't play in front of fans, I'm assuming, until they get well, work. I mean, it's got to be insurance. It's got to be insurance for the players if they get injured yeah. and stuff like that. That's, yeah, that's, that's the only thing I can think it's got to be. Well, if he's going to have a work permit, right, because it's probably to do a Brexit and all that and a work permit, does that mean that technically we're not paying him yet? I think we, we pay him be. as an employee. Because you can be still employed. sign. Because a lot of clubs, like especially the big boys, do sign players and loan them back out to other countries where they can go and play on loan and get work permits. They're still your player, and he's contractually signed for Millwall. I think maybe he might be under maybe some sort of special dispensation whilst he's waiting for it that he can train at Calmont Roads. And if it's a training game, you know, it's a friendly against Bromley at the training ground, then I'm sure he can play and it's fine. But yeah, I mean, bizarre one, isn't it, Joe? I mean, we've signed him for nearly, you know, he's our record transfer, 1.7 million, but. He's not able to play a game for us technically in front of fans. Bizarre, right? <laughs> yeah, fr- frustrating. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't lie. I was really looking forward to hopefully seeing him yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing how well he did against Palace, the goal he scored was was, was incredible. Um, and of course, as soon as you know that he, he was playing against uh, Bromley early in the day, you just knew that okay, that was it. He's not going to feature at all in the, uh, the second game, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but. Yeah, good things come to those that wait, and I'm hoping we'll get a chance to see him next week. And uh, once this work permit will, will be uh, resolved, I'm sure it will do. Probably by, I'm guessing by by this weekend or early part of next week. Then um, hopefully we'll see him in front of um, our, our fans. It'll be quite nice to sort of um, watch him live. I mean, should we talk about Phoebe's goal? Was it maybe a bit of a scramble? Did the, the Bury have the ball and it fell to a Phoebe? I mean, it sounds it, like taken out. Of, I think I, I, how that I, was it. Yeah, he got taken yeah. out from behind, didn't he? Yeah, um, like on the D, right? Like, yeah, but from behind, someone swiped his legs. Yeah, and it's managed to fall to a Phoebe. He's, to be fair, he took it really well. Um, but it was keeper could have done better. I mean, we was behind it. Uh, me, Joe, and Mickey. Keeper should probably should have saved it. Is that fair? Yeah, to say? Did you? Yeah. That, that Dartford player ripped their cape, ripped his caper, and new arse didn't he? After that, fucking proper win. But I mean, that was the same player what fucking tried to make a dive, diving save as well, wasn't it? Where he pretty much handballed it nearly. Um, and he was he was a master in the dark hearts. I don't know what his name was, but yeah, if you were the biggest lump who had a go at your keeper um, during the first half, I think it was you, you were fucking. You're a master of the dark arts, mate. Proper, <laughs> yeah. but it was good though, wasn't it? Watching it at Dartford, I know it's only Dartford, but seeing <clears throat> seeing the level of contact and seeing like all the shit that went on. I know that Millwall they're close, but it was just you, you were just really them. close, weren't you? You yeah. can't you can't beat non-league because you were just so close, and you could literally fucking you know see the reaction. It was the same as. Going with with Bury, what you said earlier about you know he kept trying to score and all that. You could see that he he was thinking you know do I just try and take a shot or do I try and bring it in closer? And you could see the like the confusion and frustration in his own in his face when he knew that he'd missed that opportunity. There was a there was like that golden opportunity what he missed, and then he's running with the ball and he knows that the ball was going to be taken off him. But you could just see, and it was great to be able to be that close. Even at Millwall, you're not that close. You see him, but you don't see him like you did last night. Yeah. Funny you say that. I agree with you because at half time, of course, uh, the ritual is that it's a move across to different goals. So if you're supporting your uh, a team attacking your goal, at half time, the home support will change with the away support. And it happens in most sort of non league 
um, grounds, I guess. And uh, as we were going to uh, the other goal, weren't we? I, I bumped into um, some family members who were there at the halfway line. I was not talking to them. And I was right by the front. And uh, I was like literally leaning over, over the pitch where, where the um, where Toffolo, Toffolo, Toffolage was, uh, yeah, beating, was, was playing. It's interesting. I was quite close to him. And um, because I coach kids football, my son's football team, I felt like I was like on the sidelines coaching my kids football. And I was kind of like coaching him. Telling him like when to go and, and to hold back and play it out again, and then and then and then uh, another Botan comes on. And I felt a bit sorry for him; he's quite young. And there was, I swear, there was a moment when like the ball comes to him, he kind of played it, and he didn't know what to do. I went, "Go on, keep going, keep going." And he sort of went. I thought, "Why don't he listen to me?" And he put a lovely ball across the six-yard box. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember I'm that. Saying yeah. To, I'm saying to Luke, "See, he's listening to me." Luke's no <laughs> <laughs> but that, you do. But what I'm making is you're that close. Mm. You can actually talk to them. You're so close to them, aren't you? You know, it's it's a different. You do way of get that with non-league as well, and I think it's that's what that's the beauty of it in a weird way as well. Mm. You do like that kind of experience where you're so close to it, and you can interact with the players. I suppose as the game's going on at times. Um, Kai, I mean, who was your man of the match, Kai, for last night's game? I think I'm going to go and say now probably best arch, top, best arch. Topolo was my man of the match. I think just more because he's stood out a bit more for me. Um, I think maybe all four of us might say the same thing because, you know, it's the first time I've seen him play. Um, I think he's a left centre-half by trade, Kai. I don't, I don't think he's... He's kind of a versatile option there, but I don't think he's a left wing-back per se. He gets forward, but I don't think he's an up-and-down left wing-back, is he, really? But well, who's your man of the match anyway, mate? Uh, it has to be, yeah, Topolo. It's, it, to be fair, well, I thought it was between Topolo and Cresswell. Mm-hmm. Well, Cresswell was really impressive as well, but Topolo for me because... I just feel like the confidence that that guy's shown, you know, I know he played well on um, he played well on Saturday as well against Palace. But I know it's a slightly different plan against Darfur, but still against Palace, I thought he was really good. Um, and then he come in against Darfur, played, what, 80 minutes, something like that. And he's impressed once again. So, you know, it's really exciting. If he can sort of, you know, keep keep working on that left wing position, potentially we don't need a replacement uh, for any cover from Malone. Um, so that'll be interesting to see whether that, whether he, you know, if he continues to do that, whether... <laughs> Can be the cover from alone. Yeah, it'll I mean, be good. Go on, Vicky. No, I was just going to say it'd be good if for once this year we've got replacement on most positions because our biggest problem last year was that, you know, as soon as someone got injured, we didn't really have a replacement. We were having to put someone else in there as such who necessarily wasn't their main position. But this year it looks as if we've got, you know, especially with bringing in these young kids, we've got people to potentially play in positions and they can do it. I mean, he, he done well last night. Fucking the lad did good, really good. What am I going to say? It was only against Darford. I say he's my man of the match too, and I say he played well, but you've always got to take it with preseason, just pinch of salt because you never know. You, you, this is, but I agree, and I was impressed with him, and I hope he gets another look in on Friday night, and I think he probably will get some game time because I think I imagine he won't put them all in 90 minutes again on Friday, so maybe there'll be some sort of rotation there. Um, and I'm sure you get another look in. So it's exciting and good to see. Um, Kai mentioned Creswell, Joe. Anything you want to say on him? First time you saw him, pal? Yeah, really, really impressed with him. Um, I kind of, I guess in some ways it's it difficult because I really had high expectations of him. So if you didn't know him or didn't see much of him before, you'd be quite impressed what he did. So I really, I really knew how good he was and, and, how, and how, how well he would play. So... Although he played well, he probably didn't catch my eye as much as... At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. 
No. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Coverage. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. I um, I thought you would, but Topolo, I think I said it quite quickly. Quite well there, Topolo. For me, like you, Omar Green and and, and everyone else there, that he was really really impressive. And Mickey's gonna hate this bit now because I can't name one person. But a special shout out for Honeyman. I thought he oh, was percent. I, I thought it was brilliant. I mean, again, when I was at the the, uh, the side bit, right by the front, by by the um the pitch side, there was a moment where he was chasing three players down, and I swear, I think he ran past Bury, ran past Phoebe, ran past Mitchell. And to close his players down, all he kept shouting was "Honeyman, Honeyman, Honeyman, Honeyman!" Like that, I thought this guy's a nutter, you know. But he was he was incredible, and and again, not just not just the work ethic and how you know how, how hard he tried, but just the quality, the quality uh, in his passing, his positioning sense, the runs he was making. I mean, if we had a better better pass of the ball. Um, let's say Savile's playing in a deeper midfield role, maybe, and could see the runs he was making and play those balls over top to him. He was making some really good runs that none of the players can really sort of fight, see him in, you know. Um, so he was really... also on the set pieces as well. He took all the corners yeah. and free kicks. I don't know if anyone noticed that as well. So, like, I mean, he scored from a couple of them. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see. I mean, but... Mickey, you spoke to whole fans about, obviously, Be- uh, Butyman. I keep saying, I keep wanting to say uh, Harry Butyman for some reason, but it's George Honeyman. Mm. Did he match the description of what you was told from the whole fans? Or oh yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I've been speaking to the whole fans quite a bit. Obviously, um, we've been on that um, championship group with the whole fan, and 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 I've had loads of conversations with the fellow, and he's he told me that you know you you were lucky to get a player like him because he just he plays everything on that pitch. You know, every game he plays is the same. He leaves he leaves everything on the pitch. He goes in, he, he tracks back, he fucking he can set things up, he can score. He's got everything. And you and you you listen to these people when they tell you this and you go, Really? But then when you see him and you just think, the fucker just don't stop. He, he's like a little Duracell bunny. He was just he was there, he was here, he was there, he was there, he was like lining stuff up, flicking people on. 
You know, he, he's just done everything. And, you know, get to the get to the full season, I think we've got a fucking player there, mate. Mm. 100%. And also, I mean, we haven't seen Savile much live, have we? Because he's, he's playing a couple of behind-the-closed-doors sort of games. But already, I was a little bit dubious about Honeyman playing centre-mid, Mickey. Because I think myself, you know, is he too small to play in that position? But I tell you what, like, Dartford were quite physical, weren't they? And he didn't shirt a tackle. He he was in all the 50-50s. He was winning most of the tackles. He was putting his foot in, you know, and uh, he looked really, really solid. Yeah, for, for a smallish guy, he was competing and he was strong, you know. I, I was, again, you know, hats off to him. Very, very impressed. And if you can carry on the rest of the season from, from, from what I saw of him yesterday, we've got a very, very good player in midfield that will make a big difference for us. Fingers crossed, eh? I mean, Mickey, you're going to complete this week for us? We all said top of low man of the match. Are you going to say it as well, or...? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, yeah, I think BT definitely man of the match purely because of of his age and everything else. I think you know, and what he is, and and you know, a real good game for him to be involved in. But it was definitely a close second for Honeyman. Honeyman was fucking on fire, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. And I think he will become a fan's favourite, like the whole fans have said. He will become a fan's favourite, um, especially when we start playing proper teams in the. Uh, in the championship, and he goes through someone. I think that's going to be the the crowd lifter. You got a Leeds fans for us yet? You know, you spoke to Hull. You got a Leeds fan for us because uh, we're meant to be signing Shackleton soon. Any Leeds fans turned up yet? <laughs> they, or won't, what? they won't talk to us. You <laughs> <laughs> want to know about even, your Creswell and Shackleton now, mate? Because that's even, coming soon. I mean, we put we put something. We got some questions from one the other day who gave us the um, the Creswell the Creswell one, um, but we put some questions from. From them and they're, they're, that's on the website, um, which I think I did. That's on the website now. But the um, they won't talk to us. So I even had one tell me um, when you took a Turkish flag and hung it in your ground, that was the day we wouldn't talk to you anymore. And I'm like, fucking hell, oh, do you know what I mean? All right, fair enough. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> it is what it is, I suppose. But look, you know, if there are any Leeds fans listening and you want to come on and tell us about your player uh, or, or both players, what potentially is coming as well, you know, um, then get in touch. But yeah, or if anyone knows a Leeds fan, a Leeds fan even, um, then uh, and they want to come on and talk about him, then yeah, get in touch. But so far, I've spoken to about three or four different podcasts and I've spoken to two Yorkshire um, journalists, um, reputable journalists, um, allegedly, you know, local papers and whatnot, and not one of them will fucking... Even one of them wouldn't answer his questions. When I said, can you just answer five questions? And he went, I haven't got time. And I'm thinking, you're the fucking journo, do you know what I mean? Yeah, breathe <laughs> like, yeah. and say what you will, I suppose. Um, quickly, anyway, before we wrap up part one, obviously Friday night we've got Colchester. Not really sure what to expect, to be honest. I mean, I'm going. Anyone else going? I think, Kai, you're going, aren't you, mate? Yeah, Joe, you decided yet? Yeah, you was um, in Ari yesterday. Are you out? I'm in Ari yesterday. I know, and my uh, my oldest boy is giving me a bit of pressure at the moment. Is the guilt, missus put her foot down yet, or what's happening? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what it is actually. I don't. I don't know why it's just putting me off a little bit. I've got. I've got to do something Saturday morning. I think. Do I want to go up there? Do I want to have hassle driving back? But you know what? I probably will go. Um, I haven't told. I'm debating on it as well, but I don't normally well, do yeah. pre-season. I don't normally do pre-season at all. But this this season, I don't know. It's sort of like he won't go. What to do? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Jeremy's went to because he literally had to walk like yeah. 10 minute walk from right. his house. Mickey's not going. Like, his, his missus <laughs> was telling us to clock to quiet him down because she couldn't hear her EastEnders, could she, at the time? <laughs> the noise we're making. No, I'm thinking about it. Really. 
Wednesday's a pisser. I'm fucking supposed to be away overnight with work, but yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. So yeah, fucking, I don't really want to miss the Husky Derby. So yeah. Well, I'm looking forward, obviously, to Friday. Um, another game to catch Mill in, and I think it'll be interesting. I don't think it'll be 90 minutes again for every player. And I think we might hopefully see Fleming if we get a work permit through for him in time. But I think they're going to probably hold him back for Wednesday, judging by what Rao said in between the lines. I think he, Kai, you're going to quote me to it, but I'm pretty sure he turned around and said. Maybe, you know, we're bringing him up to speed. He's trained, obviously, in England. He's played a couple of games now. Probably, maybe it's good if he has a little bit of a break and they're going to give the, the boys the weekend off. Am I mistaken? Yeah, I think I think that's the plan to give, the, uh, give them the weekend off. Uh, but no, it's, it's exciting. It's going to be good to see Fleming. It'd be nice to see Fleming if he, if he is available at Colchester. But they might even, you know, as you say, they might hold it back and maybe he's a proper unveiling, I guess, is at the den. In the Husky Derby would be would be nice. Do you know who I really want to see, guys? I want to see Tanto. I want to see Alafe. I've not seen him really play before, and he's got obviously played against Palace, but he's also played uh, ninety minutes allegedly against Bromley. I want to see him make get an opportunity, and maybe Friday could be that. Yeah, strong possibility, I suppose. Um, we'll but I have to say, because Colchester, I don't know. Will Will he put out? Uh, uh, half he was on loan to League Two last year as well. I remember Alafe, so mm. maybe it'd be good to see him against the League Two opposition. I mean, I've not seen a lot of him, and I'm intrigued to see a bit what he's about, really. So hopefully, if, if I had the choice of what I'm looking forward to on Friday, obviously Fleming, mm. but it'd be nice to see Alafe play. But anyway, I'm going to call the end to part one here. We'll come back into part two where we'll be talking about transfers. If there's any new ones, there's not, um, and then obviously we'll talk about the debate of. Well, <laughs> Mickey spoke to HP and Hines again, and he's going to give us a bit of an update. So, no, I haven't like... spoken. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go. Well, into I, am part... in, I am in the same club as Phil Clark, though, because both of us fucking bullshitted it, and then it suddenly come out that actually Richard um, Cowley come out and said actually there, there is a bit of truth in it, and we were both like fucking egg on our face. It just so happened that we recorded the last show the night before fucking Richard come out with something on it. So, um, so yeah, me and Phil are in the same club, so I don't care. Fuck you. We're going to call part one there. Um, like I said, if you're new around here, like the video, subscribe if you're new. We like all the appreciation and comments on YouTube. Um, and we'll go into part number two now. All right, second part of the show. Let's talk transfers. There's not been any in the last week, chaps. Um, Mickey, you're obviously taking the piss out of me for going all right there. And doing Fucking loud. death of me. Yeah, yeah, when you got bins on, it's all right for them too. They not got bins on. When you got bins on, fuck it. Oh, I'm just bring, I'm bringing the energy and the vibe into the show, mate. But well, um, if you're listening uh, to this with earphones on, fucking tell him how much of a fucking he's just deafened you. Jamie Shackleton is uh, meant to be signing in the next couple of days, mate, from Leeds United. <laughs> I joked obviously about getting a Leeds fan, but um, Shackleton's a midfielder slash right wing back. Hopefully, it's going to come through in time, maybe for Friday. Maybe we see him then. Who knows? I don't know what his minutes have been in, like improving for Leeds. Um, be interesting signing, mate, and you know, another one through the door, fingers crossed. Yeah, no, definitely. It was, too, it, was, it, was to, it was to Mickey. Was I, was I thought it was. To yeah, I thought it was. He just yeah, sat yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Mickey, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think it's. I was speaking to a Leeds fan who does sort of talk off the record to me. He reckons that you know, with those two players, we've got a proper class signing. Um, there seems to be some rumor that Caswell could not Caswell. Um, Shackleton could be a potential um, permanent signing or with like, an option to buy. Yeah. yeah. With a view to buy, but I don't know, but they, you know, Leeds fans seem to love them um, and they seem to be, you know, great players. So I'm looking forward. If we get both of them, I'm definitely looking forward to um, if, if he's as good as his, uh, his colleague, his, uh, his counter player, then uh, yeah, I think we've got an interesting season ahead, mate. 
Another one, Joe, that was quite fancied by Bielsa, obviously a young English player that came through at Leeds' academy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's played 14 games last season in the Premier League uh, and he played 13 the year before that in the Premier League. Good pedigree and obviously was fancied, like I said, by Bielsa, a bit like Creswell was. It could be an uh, interesting addition, that. And if it's rumoured to be loaned with a view to buy and that's why it was held up, I mean, we're really going for it this year, ain't we? We're showing a bit of ambition, like we kind of all think is happening. Yeah, and also it's getting the right kind of balancing, isn't it? We're kind of getting some some uh, seasoned players that uh, that kind of know the championship very well. We're looking at some you know, some young players. I think the balance, you know, in, in youth and experience has been fantastic so far in the uh, the transfer window. I don't know much about Shaxton. I haven't seen a lot of him play. I've seen him a couple of times play uh, last season. I think on um, on Sky TV a couple of, a couple of times, but. For what I can see of him, he's a bit of like a, a McNamara sort of player. He's, he's busy. Yeah, he's not huge uh, as a physical presence, but he, he works hard. He, he's, he's quite mobile. He likes to tackle. He's busy. Um, very versatile. He could play as a right wing back. He could play as a centre mid. He could play in, in, a, in a sort of more midfield or attacking midfield position. Um, but what, what he'll give us certainly is, again, more sort of um, you know, depth in, in the squad. Um Will he give competition to McNamara for that right wing back spot? I don't think so. But then, do we want competition there? I mean, I think McNamara's, you know, rightly earned that place now, isn't he? After last season, and uh, having Shackleton there, you know, to come off the bench or fill in if there's any tired legs for future games is a good option to have. Whether that be a loan to Perm, who who knows? Um, could well be. You know, he, he might have fallen out of uh, favour with the new manager um, or Ted Lasso at Leeds. So um, we could have an opportunity to buy him, but it'd be interesting to see how he performs if we do get him. And then obviously if we've got the option to buy him at the end, then uh, I'm sure we'll go for it if uh, if he's any good. Good profile, like you said there, and I agree with you. Um, an interesting, I think, addition if we get, I mean, we're going to be getting him by the sounds of it. It's been done for a week, the loan deal anyway. Um, and he's also quite a short player, but he's quite busy. Like you used a good description, what you said there, a bit like Matt Namara. I suppose we need to keep him honest, though, Matt Namara, Joe, no? I mean, if he does tailor off, you want someone that can come in and rival him for the shirt, I suppose, and keep him on his toes, no? Absolutely. But then he's not just got him as to think about. He's got Lenny as well, isn't he? Who's another person who could possibly play right wing back. Um is there going to be more signings coming through? I mean, there's lots of rumours of, of other players coming in. You know, there's one we talked about quite often as a right wing back. You can also play left wing back. Um, so I'm sure there may be more players coming in that will give Matamara the competition that, you know, let's be honest, he probably he probably needs to kind of make sure that he's performing 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 most games rather than, you know, think he could just cruise and, and, and give us 7 out of 10. Not he would, but, you yeah. know, competition's good. Competition's healthy, isn't it? Definitely. I think that's also the key. I think to have a good, honest squad and they all fit in good kind of profile of players as well. So, mm. so it's all exciting. I mean, Kai, obviously a bit about Shackleton, mate. What are you hoping from him? But also any new additions, anyone else that's been rumoured? Obviously, um, Joe mentioned uh, Nathan Byrne there. He didn't say the name, but more or less mentioned that. Um, anything you've heard, mate? And just in general, any rumours? Uh, no, not really. I think, I think the general uh, news is that we want two to three more. That's what Gary said, isn't it? Two to three more quality additions. Um, Jamie Shackleton will be a good good sign if it all goes through okay, if it's all, you know, if it all happens. Um, you can play right back, centre mid, but also I think, you know, it's quite important because now there's five substitutes. With the new the new rule again, it's got that's five subs. You know, you need that depth in the squad, <clears> that quality in the, on, the, on the bench to be able to change games. You know, by signing these players, we're we're giving ourselves the best chance to be able to change games in, you know, in our favour if we're down, if we're up, you know, we 
whichever way. But it gives us a chance now to to sort of change the game effectively, and you know have that chance to maybe get him, getting that goal back we need in the game by bringing on a, a quality player who can deliver. So yeah, I think Jackson's quite similar to Danny if he was to play at right wing back. Uh, likes to get up the line very quick, uh, got a good pass on him, but also can play in the midfield. He's quite strong, uh, holds the ball well and, and plays, you know, spray balls out wide as well. So, yeah, whichever position he plays, I think we've got ourselves a good sign if it all goes through. No, definitely, mate. And it, I think it's uh, obviously good to see us approach these sort of players, I think, like we're saying there. And he's obviously played 27 games at the Premier League level. Um, and he's only 22 years of age. I mean, Joe, the question I've got to ask is, if we're bringing in another midfielder or another kind of wing-back option, and I mentioned it last night, are we like to see anyone leave? I mean, the squad's quite settled. It's not massive as it is anyway, but we're starting to get a bit top-heavy, I think, with midfielders, in my opinion. Is that maybe room yeah. for someone to depart? Or I mean, the trouble is, you look at you know, the, the squads and who do you want to lose? I mean, it's not many players that you would feel deserve to lose other than, and I hate to say it, probably George Evans is one that I would say that he'd probably be the weakest link at the moment in midfield. If you look at, you know, if you look at five or six central midfielders at the moment, he'll probably be last choice, wouldn't he? But then he scores two goals against Bromley. He has a great, you know, dive ball um, against Palace to set up the um, goal, uh, which was a great goal that uh, a phobia scored from that header. Um is this the kick up the arse that he needs, maybe? Who knows? Maybe he's he's thinking, shit, you know, I need to really buck up my ideas here if I, if I want to, you know, keep keeping this team. Um, and maybe he's using these um, pre-season friendlies, an opportunity for him to showcase what he's about and how good he is. So it'd be interesting to see how, how the players adapt to competition. You know, are they going to fight for their places um, or are they going to just give up? I think, well, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll go then, you know. It'd be interesting to sort of see, but yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll probably say he would be the one that would probably be uh, um, moved on if he doesn't get enough first team football. But it's a long season, as, as we've seen in previous seasons, and lots can happen with injuries and suspensions and players you know, dropping out of form. So I'm sure he'd get an opportunity to play some first team football and uh, show what he can do. I think also you've got a four-month period before the World Cup. So, like, it kind of... It's only four months, if that makes sense. So, you can have a larger squad, I think, until the January window. And then maybe then, then maybe there'll be some more movement. I'm not sure. I, I don't know how it's going to go. But, I mean, Mickey, obviously, like we are saying about Evans there, I, I was going to come to you and say, where do you think he's best position? Or where do you think you can see him in the middle side, mate? Because the midfield's quite heated competition. He's played in the back three a couple of times before for us. And I thought he looked quite handy during covid um, it's it's a hard one there, isn't it? And I think he is probably the one you look at and go, is he still going to be around? Or yeah, I think he'll still be around because he's a versatile player. I think he can play in various different positions. So you know, Gary's obviously got a plan for him, or else he wouldn't be here now. Um, we've got someone coming on. We've got a um, we've got a show obviously coming up before the main season, and um, the person coming on knows a bit about him quite well his boys good mates of him so um we'll be able to push him for some information on that one so yeah be interesting watch anyway kai you was put it in the chat earlier an interesting one that popped up today was shay ojo completing a two-year free transfer to cardiff city with steve morrison mate interesting you, isn't it yeah um, what do you think of that well it's interesting because obviously left left liverpool um i'm not sure quite sure i mean at millwall whether you know, I think he was on quite big wages, wasn't he? And I don't, you know, even though he did well in spells, he was really good, I think, before he got injured, before the Palace game. He did well in the Palace game, I thought. And then came back and never really got back to what he was like, maybe in the five, six games before that, because he was just starting to 
to look like of the player that we thought we'd signed. Mm-hmm. A couple of good assists um, to Bradshaw. I think one one good assist to Bradshaw in the Stoke game. Lovely ball, lovely uh, lovely ball in the box. But no, it's a weird one. I think Cardiff have really backed Morris, haven't they, this summer? And they've obviously given him the you know the funds to do it. And but, a lot yeah. of side-ins as well there. Yeah, one yeah, to exactly. watch, I think. Be interesting yeah. to see how it goes. It can either go really poorly, can't it, Mickey, at Cardiff for Morrison? Or it could be, I think you mentioned in the chat about earlier about um, all the clubs strengthening and loads of new signings, mate. So I mean, be interesting, right? I mean, you look at West Brom. I mean, you, you know, West Brom's got Jed um, and they've got John Swift, which, you know, are going to be dangerous together. You've got Hull, what's signed Siri and fucking loads of other players, some Turkey players and all of this sort of stuff. They've really strengthened. Huddersfield strengthened. You know, there, there's a lot of teams have they? got a really strengthened, yeah. Do you reckon Huddersfield? Do you reckon? They've had a couple. Yeah. Holy, haven't they? Yeah, well, I think, they, they've <laughs> lost their manager, though, don't they? they lost yeah, their yeah, that's, that's, the, the, that's the benefit there. there. Toffolo and O'Brien, they're about to lose O'Brien, apparently, and it looks like they might lose Toffolo as well. So, have they strengthened? I don't, I don't know, to be honest. They, you know. The, the 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 boys in the chat think they have to a degree, but I mean, look, they they haven't lost their players yet, whether or not they do or not. But I think I think you know we'll do a championship prediction show shortly. But I mean, I do think it's going to be a, a a very tight season this season to be able to name, you know, an easy top two as such. Um, yeah. You know, unlike last year, even though we pretty much didn't really get it right then, but we we'll, we'll see if we can do better this year. You did. So I was about to say, stay tuned tuned for our predictions in the next couple of weeks for that. Um, And we will do a show where all of us give our predictions. It'll be quite good to do. Um, But it's it's a good habit for the championship, isn't it, Joe? Like, roll on the season, football's starting to come back. You know, you get the real taste Mm. for it when you go to these preseason games, don't you? You're like, right, come on, let's get into the games now. Absolutely. I think the the championship is, is, you know, very quickly becoming the new premiership almost, isn't it? It's quite an exciting league um, to play in. And um, when... Being Mill support, you're used to playing in League One and you're down there for quite quite some time. To have you know five, six seasons now in the championship and noticing every season is getting better and better and better, and the quality is improving, not just for our team, but also other teams as well. And the standard of football is, is so good to watch. Um, it's a it's a fantastic division to be in. Um, obviously, we all want to get into the into the uh, the Prem, that's the the, the dream. Um I, I don't know where we're going to finish this this season. My, my truthful, honest answer. I was hoping we we might be finishing in the sort of top six and making a real you know, challenger season and improve on last season. But again, just going to Mickey's point, you know, the amount of teams that are investing and in buying new players at the moment, and they all want to get in the Premiership. You know, you're probably looking at 15 teams there that all feel they've got a chance to get in the Premiership this season. You know, admittedly, the last you know six seven teams are, are thinking, well, can we can we avoid relegation this season? But the majority of them are all looking up rather than looking down. Uh, and it makes it exciting, it makes it interesting. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this season and see how we can compete against them. Go on, top six or not? I'm going to put you on the spot now. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah, I'm not to everyone because you mentioned it. And I know oh, you was on in our yesterday. Will we all be in the top six? Yeah, is what yes you're asking no. me. Yes or no? Go I, on. I'm going to say yes. I love that. I love that. I won't, I won't ask Kai because Kai's going to say we're going to win the league. So I'll leave that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk about our predictions in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll do a show similar to like we did last season. And yeah, like Mickey said, he done better. He won up on me last year. Um, but yeah, I think we'll start to run up the show now anyway. Mickey, you got anything you want to add on to the show, mate, before we go? Um, no, a couple of things. Just um, No, he said got... no couple of things, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> 
Go on, Pat. Ready? Okay. Right. My <laughs> turn. Um, no, just a couple of points, I suppose, really. Is, um, just a couple stop, of things. Just stop fucking taking the bait with Danny Mac. Um, you know, there, there's loads of Mickey Mouse accounts out there throwing things out. So just just fucking slow down on them and don't give them the don't give them the um the likes and retweets what they desperately need. Um because they don't. We've got some news coming um over the next week or so about a new partnership what's going on at Millwall for um mental health and playing football. Uh, more of that will be coming shortly. So watch our uh, socials. There'll be some videos coming out regarding that. Um, other than that, I just can't wait for Millwall to be back now. Um, and, uh, yeah, I do love the uh, the abuse from you fuckers every week. But, yeah, no, other than that, I think that's pretty much it, mate. Get following the socials. Um, my laptop is starting to smell really fucking not good. Um, so, and it's so, really Mickey, so whilst Mickey burns his house down, um, we'll, uh, <laughs> I'll wrap up your next door neighbours in the garden, smoke some wacky backy or something. <laughs> it, smell like, it smells like melted plastic, to be fair, mate. So yeah, if I suddenly start going... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we'll draw close to today's show anyway at the fourth edition of the, of the 22-23 season. Kai, thank you as always for coming on, mate. No, thank you very much for having me. Enjoyed it again. See you Friday. Absolutely, mate. Uh, Joe, as always, thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Cheers for having us. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very no, much. No problem. And Mickey, can you say goodbye before your laptop melts? You all good? Goodbye from me. Goodbye from him. Goodbye from everyone. And uh, thank you for listening. You yeah. are superstars. We'll call it there. Cheers, guys. Speak to you soon. So get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Hey, also, I'm a little short on cash, so can you cover the chips? Thanks. I can see why Heather liked you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.